This episode is brought to you by Catholic Match. Online dating is the new norm. It's now equal or in some cases a more prominent way that couples of all ages and backgrounds are now meeting. It's faith-focused dating. You can start a relationship knowing that you already share the same faith. Catholic Match is the largest dating app specifically for single Catholics. And unlike other dating websites that encourage casual relationships, Catholic Match primarily strives to help singles connect for the purpose of sacramental marriage. They also provide a community where Catholics can share their challenges of living life in a single state and also make new friends. These days, it's harder than ever for single Catholics to meet each other. So Catholic Match is there to support single Catholics from all over the world by allowing them to easily connect online. They receive stories every week from Catholic couples who have met on Catholic Match, and they are making it easier than ever for single Catholics to connect. You can use their app or website to start connecting with other singles through messaging or video chat. It's super easy to get started. Just head over to their website. Everyone can make a free profile in just minutes and start meeting other single Catholics now. Just head over to catholicmatch.com. Hi, and welcome to season 10 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. We talk about our life with Christ. We talk about big things, small things, beautiful things, sorrowful things. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. <laughs> you are most welcome here, so please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, season 10, episode three. We are going to talk about journeying into the deep, into the very, very, very Ooh, deep places. Rolling in the deep. Yes. And I just want everybody to know that somebody mentioned that one of those two, which shall, shall remain nameless, mentioned Adele's song, Rolling Into the Deep. Now I can't get it out of my head. So yeah, thanks I just a lot. wanted to say. Once again, well, thank you. You're welcome. It can be me. But once again, it, I'll just put it on the song li- link for Abiding Together Karaoke. So all of our gr- uh, groups, people that meet in a group, if someone would like to make a little Spotify Abiding mm-hmm. Together groups karaoke list, that feels really good. And you can join together with your nearest and dearest <laughs> and sing all the different songs that we mentioned on Abiding Together podcast. Thank you. It'll be a good time had, you know, had by all. I know. can see it now. We're going to go on tour and then Michelle's going to break into song towards the end. Michelle, I'm really excited about that idea. Oh, only if you go first, Heather. Yeah, actually, sister is the one that breaks out in song really well. But I I do, I do think in songs at times it it does happen. So so good, so good. Yes, but today will not be one of those. Well, it might be one of those days. We'll see. The podcast just started. We're one minute in. There's so much time to be had where a song could emerge. From one mm, of them. Yeah. Mm, yes. Mm, okay, good. But we do know that something will emerge next Monday that you do not want to miss. It mm, is like mm. unprecedented in the history of the Abiding Together podcast. You will not want to miss, you don't want to miss today's, of course, but next Monday, you will not want to miss what is about to happen. It is it's unprecedented. It is unprecedented. It is, dare we say, epic. We don't use that word lightly, but it is <laughs> it is epic. And at least in world it's epic too much too much building it up too much no yes no (laughs) so we're gonna let you sit for a week and think about what that might be but we're very very excited so excited very excited can't wait Mm -hmm. just to say this just say Mm -hmm. just say it now okay (laughs) 
<laughs> but today, we're gonna, as we mentioned, we're going to talk about journeying into the deep. And I love this quote from St. Teresa of Avila that says, the feeling remains that God is on the journey to, right? That God is on the journey. From Psalm 42, verse 8, where it says, deep calls to deep and the roar of your torrents and all your waves and breakers sweep over me. And so Jesus is always calling us into the deep places. And Heather or Michelle, I love the quote that you pulled out here from Dr. Larry Crabb, which I think is just going to blow our podcast open today, where he says, and we'll talk about this. He says, God meets us where we are, not where we pretend to be. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. God I meets quote. us where we are, not where we pretend to be. And do we not all pretend to be? in a variety of places. Isn't that so wonderful? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you come across that quote, Michelle? It was in one of my, it was in my counseling homework. Thank you very <laughs> much, people. Y'all all can pay me money because I'm giving y'all cheap therapy. Anyway, Thank just you. kidding. You're welcome. And so, but I love that because really even that quote opened up something in my heart. It's really to go into it deeper, no pun intended, into a deeper areas of my heart to really see like, okay, what is the terrain in my heart and what areas mm. and what places and what places are, has my heart been closed? And I just, I think this journey, the last year and a half for me emotionally and spiritually has been like looking at the parts of myself that I just don't like about myself, my humanity, my littleness, my poverty, and that I've been aware of. But I think this is the difference where I've actually now invited the Lord and other people into these places also, and for Him to move in power, and for me to treat these places not as hostile enemies, but as just little parts of myself that need to be integrated into mm-hmm. myself, and to be okay. Like, this is where I'm at, and the Lord is transforming it and changing it, but this is where I'm at also, and be okay about it. It is it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I love it that in that quote too, it's a that God is there, you know, yes, in the places already. where we're we like to live maybe sometimes with a lot of excuses or denial or just numbness or avoidance or whatever. But it's like we're avoiding a place where God is. It says mm-hmm. in scripture that he draws close to the brokenhearted. Like he's always where people are broken in the scriptures, if we look. Like he specifically seeks them out, like the woman at the well. Like, why was he there? at midday when no one else is there because he knew she'd be there. There was only one reason why he was there and it was to meet her there. And and that's a good reminder for me is like God desperately wants me to meet him there in my little places where I actually am, not where I've convinced yes. myself I am mm-hmm. or where I wish I was, mm-hmm. you know, or where I feel guilty that I'm not like oh, instead of living God. in just the guilt of like, Oh, I wish I was in a different place. But, but yeah, to just like, hold that like Jesus is there in the place that I actually am and usually that's very little and broken (laughs) but also the places where I have dreams that aren't met yet or hopes or desires or passion or whatever it might be Jesus is there yeah it's super hopeful what about you sister what comes up for you well I the invitation always to go deeper to that love never ends which is well you know why we say that every fairy tale in the western world ends with and they lived happily ever after because that's the desire for eternity. That's the desire for heaven. And that's the kind of love that we all want to live. We want a love that continues, a love that grows, a love that cherishes, a love that, that like C.S. Lewis says, is like a book which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, and which every chapter is better than the one before. And I, I, so, I just love Christ's heart there of Him calling us out into the deep. And God continually walks with us in the place. It's so great in the places where we are, not where we pretend to be. And 
we all have those rooms in our heart where we are pretending to be either greater or in a sense smaller too. Like where the things I got convicted me of something a couple of years ago where I found myself just, I found myself Jesse saying, Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just this. Well, the reason why I'm not happy, it's just this, or the reason mm. why I didn't do that. It's just this. And the Lord very lovingly convicted me one day. And he said, it's not just anything. It's, mm-hmm. This is not a just thing. This is, this is an undercurrent in your life that I want to come to meet you here. And it was such a strong conviction that every time now that I've caught myself saying that, I, I can't say that to the Lord anymore because it's not just anything. It is such a deeper story that current events might be pressing on that are revealing. But as it was a place where I was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dis- I was like dissipating. So it was like the, this current situation would come and I was trying to dissipate what was really happening in my heart into that saying, oh, it's just this, it's just this thing. And the Lord was like, that's not what's happening. And so for me, yeah. Ooh, yes. And and it's a very loving thing. Like he loves us so much that he wants us to live in the truth and, and the truth makes us free. It makes us free over and over and over again. So then we can, we can live in his love and the truth of who he is. And I think there's something about going into the deep and going deeper and saying, okay, this is where I really am, not where mm-hmm. I pretend to be, but Lord, where do you want to unfold or reveal to me? And what is going on? Like, what are the deeper things going on in my heart right here? And what am I covering up? But also even going deeper in that, what is the true longing and desire of my heart here yes. that mm-hmm. I'm trying to cover up with other things? Like I realize we've mentioned this book before by um, Dr. Gregory Popcheck, but Broken is it called Broken, Broken Gods? Gods. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he talks about the seven, basically seven longings of a person's heart that come out of the seven sins, you know, and what's the deeper issue. And that is just like really reframed how I even approach myself. If it is like looking like I like think he uses lust, like the, if you struggle with lust, the deeper desire is communion. You mm-hmm. know, if you struggle with gluttony, it's like another deeper desire. And so I'm like, okay, but I think most of us, I'm speaking about myself, but I think I mean, I'm speaking kind of for all of us, but I really can just only speak about myself. I think the one of the challenging things is to put names to our deepest longings and desires. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is really going on? And Lord, take me into the deep places of my heart and don't let me be scared or fearful of what I find. But we say this often, but approach it with holy curiosity. Mm-hmm. But Lord, help me name my desires, mm-hmm. you know, because you place them within my heart and help me align them to the good of you, mm-hmm. you know, transform them in any areas they're disordered. But Lord, you bring goodness. You have planted these desires in my heart for a reason. Why? What? I think we're almost afraid of what the things we desire. Oh, yeah. Or we're afraid of almost goodness, you yeah. know? What, what Wouldn't you think so, sister? Oh, I do. I th- we're terrified of our deepest desires, I think, because yeah. of where we feel their lack, wh- where we've also misused them. So we say, if I live into my desire, see, this is what happens. So it just yeah, seems easier. Yeah, the twist easier. of the desire. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's easier, in a sense, quote unquote, easier just to cut the whole thing off and then pretend we don't have any desires or to kind of grasp at this forbidden fruit. And it's like with this really, you know, a negligible level of satiability, which is, is just really destructive. And that that's really the key because at Christ, you know, God is bringing us into the fulfillment. You know, that's what heaven is, the fulfillment of all desires. Father Al- or Dr. Ralph Martin has that book, Fulfillment of All Desires. And I think a lot of times we don't even know we're pretending. We have mm-hmm. we don't know that until God so deeply in his loving mercy reveals that to us in his tenderness, which everyday life will often reveal where we are pretending. 
and it's an amen to it. It's so wonderful because then we can have a conversation with him about where am I going and what are my deeper desires and Lord, bring me more deeply into the true intimacy, which I long for, which is you. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. I think, you know, there's lots of things that we can manage well in our life and convince ourselves that we're managing on our own. You know, a lot of little things we can take care of, but when it gets to desire in these places where it's deep, 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 you know, we feel like very quickly, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, I can't get a handle on that, you know, and for some people, yeah, there is rampant twists for most of us, you know, in various areas to various degrees, you know, there's twists of the desire that the enemy will take something good and twist it into something not good. And usually when we do that, and when we go down a path of living out of this twisted desire, we will shut that place off and almost like compartmentalize it into something else. It's like, well, I'm still going to church. I'm still, I'm really struggling over here, but I'm kind of just like not addressing this. I'm just sort of avoiding it because I don't know what to do. And it's like so scary and big that we'll just sort of like cut off like one ourselves to that part. Like it's like we dissociate from it, but we also don't allow the grace of God to come in there and purify it. And it can like, no matter how twisted our desires have become, God can purify, heal and restore anything. Like it's never too far gone. Mm -hmm. And, and we may have to like make some big decisions, you know, to get certain things in place for healing to occur, but it's not too far gone. I think that some people are so scared, like you said, Michelle, of their desire, you know, they're just, and sister, you said that too, like petrified because we've often dealt with it without God's grace really active there. Mm-hmm. And I think when we open wide the door to let God handle the big things within us, he should handle the little things too. But I think he meets us with so much care mm-hmm. and that he wants to become the fulfillment of that desire, like you said. Mm-hmm. So this is why, you know, we often hear about people who have this double life sort of going on where they're like, yeah, part of my heart, I'm living for God. And this other part is like so messed up yeah. that I can't even come to grips with it myself. You know, and I often wonder, I'm like, how can people live like that? How can they sleep at night? It's like, well, it's amazing what what we can do. You know, and I think back at certain places in my own life, like earlier on when, yeah, so far away from the Lord, yet trying to convince myself it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. But those are the precise moments that we can allow God to show his greatness and who he really is. Like Mm -hmm. that's where we need a savior, where we need God to be big, where we need him to be the capable God that he is to handle. And what I mean by handle is to gently come in and also break chains. Like he's coming in gently with us, but with his power and his might to set us free. It makes me think, because I was laughing about this, because when I was typing up the show notes, it was right around St. Augustine's feast day. And I was like, you know, if there was ever a person, a saint in one of the church's tradition that's has some really disordered desires, people. Like, you know, what was his prayers? Lord, make me chase, just not yet. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Like, but I loved his honesty Honest. in that line. Like, mm-hmm. just not yet. Like, but this is where I'm at. And I was reading another book about St. Augustine, and someone said that he's like the perfect, like, AA sponsor, you know, mm-hmm. of like, there's nothing you can do. Tell me, you want to say this is all the bad stuff you've done or the things that you feel are sinful? Let me tell you my story. Like, I can win up you, you know, but not in that, but that he turned everything to grace. In the most wounded places, the Lord, uh, St. Augustine allowed God's glory to shine mm-hmm. through and to redeem and to order correctly and to restore. And I look back on my own life and I think about this and 
Chris and I, my husband and I were talking about something last week and just about marriage and family and everything. And I think one of my biggest fears was becoming a wife. I had like terrible anxiety about getting married, not about Chris, but about me and the Mm -hmm. ability to be a wife and to get married Mm -hmm. because I honestly did not see that many happy marriages. Mm -hmm. And my parents were in the process of a divorce as I was preparing for marriage. So it was just this super place of hard for me. And I just didn't trust that the Lord's goodness could be in a lot of marriages, you know, or what it looked like. And I didn't trust that I had what it took. Like I was like, I felt like everyone else had this toolbox full of tools and that I was missing all the tools and that everyone had lessons that they went to school for. And I was like, was I absent for like a month or two? And then when they talked about marriage school or wife school or whatever, (laughs) and realizing now, like I didn't have the tools, but I had the toolbox because of the sacrament of marriage. And I've picked up the tools as I've gone along and I've allowed the Lord's grace to meet me every single place in our marriage to pick up the places, you know, and this makes me tear up. Like I was even having a conversation with Chris last night he's out of town and we just had a funny disagreement and we were just laughing and we were just laughing at one another and coming back. And he's like, we're together. Like, that's not going to separate. Like, so stop. Like you want to hide and just, I was like, I don't want to hide. I'm just tired. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) He's like, but I'm not going to let you run. So let's get it. And we, and like the quickness of the repair, the quickness of the reconciliation. I mean, we're talking minutes instead of something that would have lasted days. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, Lord, you taught this girl that didn't know how, mm-hmm. you know, how to love, how to do this. Mm. But it's, if not by grace, but it's a response to grace. And one of the things I'm most proud of is my marriage, but not in a prideful way, but in a God displaying his glory to teaching me little by little, this is how you do it. Holy by holy, little by little, this is how you build a marriage. This is how you build family. And I think the Lord wants to do that in all the places in my life, not just that area. And so, but do I respond to grace in the same ways in the different areas of my life? Mm, that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Michelle, that's so very tender. And and you're speaking of the deep places. You're speaking of the deep places where you and Chris have gone into deep waters and, and it continues to get deeper and deeper. And I would imagine just like any other relationship or like a relationship with God or anybody else, there's always that choice of how will I respond? Because mm-hmm. you could have easily, even last night, told Chris, I don't want to talk about this. And you could have hung up the phone and said, I'll talk about it later. But you were uncomfortable and and heart was hurting, but you know that he loved you. So you're letting him lead you into deeper waters. And and then comes the repair. And I'm just thinking of that, the efficacy of grace and the timing of grace and our response to those moments, our response to those moments. And and the deep ache that we have, I, I love the quote by St. John Chrysostom uh, that says, longing in itself is a prayer of deep intimacy and intensity. Longing for God is a love too deep for words. Right? I'll read that whole thing again. Longing in itself is a prayer of deep intimacy and intensity. Longing for God is a love too deep for words. And that desire that we have, that every human person has for connection, for attachment, for softness, for kindness, for stability for love for understanding for acceptance for being received and and allowing ourselves to be received by another and uh, oh my gosh we ache for that gosh we ache for that and we have so many of our own self-defense mechanisms and we've have so many life experiences that tells us that that's not for me or that's not going to happen or that's not what love is but yet the ache remains and we know because it's eternal so i think 
being able to articulate those things of sitting in that ache at times when we find ourselves sinning or, but not even that, even much before that of, of just what's happening in our hearts at a moment to moment level and just coming to that reality of like, oh Lord, I'm aching deeply here. I would just, I want to be received or I just need some stability or I need some, somebody to pursue me or check on me or, you know, just that little things. And so then we say, well, this is stupid and it's not stupid because <laughs> mm-hmm. it matters. And Christ is always pursuing us. And, and so those are the deep, those are the deep places. That's how any relationship grows. First and foremost, our relationship with God, who is perfectly receptive and attentive and then flowing out to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember this image that I had, um, which I think I shared on the podcast too, a couple of years ago of just feeling like I was in this deep, deep water. And just my face was like above the water when my whole body was like in the water. And event and and the water really was like disappointment, anxiety, difficulty, hardship, sorrow, grief, like all of these things. That was the water that I felt like I was just barely breathing in. And I had this experience of feeling like the Lord was just extending his hand and pulling me out of the water, which is like the scripture in Psalm 18, which I love so, so much, where it says, he drew me out of the waters too deep for me. You set my feet in the open. He rescued me because he loves me. Mm. That experience contrasted with being enveloped in the ocean of God's mercy in his love, mm. the love that remains, like the abiding love of God that he's inviting us into always. Like in that scripture, it's so beautiful in John where he's like, will you remain with me? Will you remain in my love? Like allow yeah. yourself to be totally consumed and enveloped by the ocean of my mercy and love. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like instead of it being a place of like despair and like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this to be really floating in the love of God. Like, so I don't know, there's just this image of like floating with like, you know, your arms and legs just like wide open to what God like wants, you know, receptivity that's there. Like that's the place where I want to bring my desire, you know, is into that place where I'm so small and my desires really, they feel so big for me, but they're so small in comparison to the greatness of God who wants to meet those desires. So even when things are disappointing on a natural human level, and even though I might experience grief, like when you can allow the Lord's love to envelop you there. And when I've experienced that in my own life, it changes everything, you know, his love heals, his love restores. Yeah. And I think there's life to be found. Like definitely life to be found on the other side of disappointment and grief. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just think there's a, there's a place of hope there in these things that feel so big and unknown, (laughs) things Mm -hmm. that feel mysterious in some ways that we can't figure out our vocations, our future, like all of these hopes that we have, but to just like allow ourselves to experience the stability of a God who is always faithful. Mm -hmm. And his love never fails us. Mm -hmm. Which I think you're so articulately speaking of the difference between being in the deep and drowning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes I think in life we feel like we're drowning. We feel like we're drowning and we, it's a storm too big. We can't swim out of it and we have no life jacket. It feels like we have no life jacket. And we Mm -hmm. feel so much like Peter. And I, I think what you're saying there, Heather, is like the reaching out to the Lord saying, this is bigger than me, but you're here with me and I'm just going to surrender and even if it's just one small thing, Lord, you you can take that and help me. I'm dr- like I'm drowning. I need you. I need you to come save me. I need that. And those cries out to God, or He takes us very seriously. Mm-hmm. And he attends to us right there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's he tends us right here. It tells us in scripture, the Lord hears the cries of the poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is a God that will come. You know, he hears our cries, he comes, and he will become close to us. Like we said earlier in the previous episode, he's close to the brokenhearted. So he wants us to, you know, just come to him in all these places. But Heather, I love what you were saying. I mean, sister, I love what you were saying, the distinction between drowning, you know, or in the deep. You know, I feel like when you're in the deep, there's almost not an ease, but a trust where you can almost like where you're floating, you know, when you're trying to swim, especially if you're trying to swim upstream, you're exhausted and you're tired, but there's something when you flip on your back and you're just floating Mm -hmm. and you have, you can get the air in your lungs. You can do all those things. There's an ease when you're just floating on your back. You know, I was Mm -hmm. watching my nephew who was two last year getting swim lessons and that they taught him how to, it was the swimming lessons where they taught him how to, you know, they immerse them and teach them how to swim in case they fall in. I was totally traumatized watching these lessons. But anyway, <laughs> but they teach them first for flip on your back, flip on your back and you can float. And I was asking him like, MJ, were you ever scared? He goes, no, because you always know you can float. I was like, mm-hmm. so great. Amen, boy. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, I always know you can flip and float, but we're supposed to float in God's grace, you know, where we, there's an ease to that. Mm-hmm. And um, it comes with trust and surrender, like we've said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's also a, ma- a maturing process yes. that has to occur to stop fighting, mm-hmm. you know, in the water. To stop, to sometimes you need to stop treading the water, and you just need to float. You just need to like surrender to what God wants to do there. Not surrender to disordered desires, of course. You know, like we're ta- we're kind of talking about a lot of different things here, but but to surrender to Him and what He wants to do in mm-hmm. us. And I'm excited about this season because we are going to be going deeper into you know, maturing processes and maturing themes uh, to help us all grow, which is really exciting. I mean, like the Christian life is meant to be fully lived and we don't want to stay, you know, at a at an immature place, but really grow into mature followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking of that, Michelle, do you want to speak with our listeners about, because we are about to go into the deep in a very deep way, uh, which is why you will not want to miss next Monday's episode in the beginning of, we're going to kick off some really awesome things. But Michelle, do you want to paint the vision for that to kind of help our listeners open their hearts to what we're about to dive into? Sure. I would love to, but okay, listeners, next week we are going to start something that is unprecedented, not like Mm -hmm. 2020 unprecedented, but (laughs) unprecedented. We are going to take you on a journey. We have really been praying about the podcast and we've been really praying about where we need to go as a a podcast community. And we feel like we need to go deeper into identity. You know, we need to feel like our roots need to go deeper. And we feel like that we want to give you also building blocks and tools to really just discover for the Lord to meet you where you're really at and to see where you need to grow, to see where He needs to come in, where He needs to love you, where there, where you have grown and to see. So we are going to be focusing on the next two seasons, um, the rest of season 10 and 11. There'll be a little breaks, Advent and Lent, will be, but they'll be building blocks and they'll build upon one another. So we're going to start with the identities of women, and we will be starting next week with some other amazing surprises mm-hmm. on the identity of daughter. And it will be mm-hmm. a four-part series. And then we'll build on sister. And then we have Advent. And then we'll come back for season 11 and build on mother and then bride. And so each 
um, identity has four parts to it. And we're going to go on a journey, and it is going to be a little bit different than we've done before. But we really feel like this is the heart that the Lord has for us as a community. And we're really excited. And for the men folk, you need to join us also for our male listeners. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we are giving you a blueprint into women's hearts. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> you can on. thank us later. You can thank this us later. This is your better, best vocational prep you can get. <laughs> yes. And so whatever vocation you're in, we're helping yeah, you. Yeah, priests yeah. or ministry. Yeah, women. whatever. Yes. So we are here for you, men folks. So this is a journey. And don't feel like if you miss an episode, like you can always go back. They build upon one another, but you can listen to them separately also. But they do build. But we really want to go on a journey with you. We want to go deep into the heart of the Father and deep into each of our own hearts. So we're so excited. Mm -hmm. We are excited. And we often say, if you've been listening to our seasons, that we will get into episodes and we'll say, we could talk on this for four hours. And so that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it, we'd actually literally took it seriously and we we're like, no, we're actually going to talk about these things extensively and allow them to unfold. And uh, we're going to do so in a way that I think is just really going to bless you. We're very excited. Uh, we're very excited about this. So we, we can't wait for you to experience what is about to drop next Monday. So please don't, uh, don't miss it. And it's, I think it's going to be a great also facilitation for small groups. Mm-hmm. And moms and daughters and sisters and, and husbands and wives and people in communities, religious communities. I, I just think it's going to be a great entryway into some deeper conversations that need to happen and also a deeper discovery of our own hearts and the hearts of our sisters near us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of you might be thinking, oh, I've been wanting to do a short series or something. Now is your time. Yeah. Gather your small group. Be like, hey, do you want to meet for the next four weeks and dive That's into a great idea. Mm-hmm. identity and daughter? Mm-hmm. And like we always, we have show notes for you. We have discussion questions. So we've made it as easy as we can. So you can jump right in, you know, no pun intended. So we're using a lot of water metaphors today, like diving and jumping in, floating, you know. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. And so you can get our show notes and get all the links that you need. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the subscription the emails, mm-hmm. emails mm-hmm. the weekly emails. The links are in the podcast description. Yay. Yeah. And just a shout out to our patrons on Patreon. That's where people can donate. We're just so grateful for your generosity. Yes, we pray for you. you that God would bless you, but you really are helping us go where we want to go this season. And yes. I'm super excited about that. Yep. I just want to remind all our patrons, in case you don't know, log into your Patreon account because there are videos every month from Sister Miriam, Michelle, and I just individual videos on various topics that we feel like talking about, but you can access those anytime mm-hmm. on your Patreon. Mm-hmm. You just have to log into your account. Mm-hmm. And more fun surprises coming soon. I think Woo-hoo. that's the word on the street. So, so yes, we are very excited about that. So as we, should we continue the metaphor? What's another water metaphor we could use? Uh, We're going to slide into our one thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. That was well done. We have some my, water my brain no. like, right. All right, Heather Kim, you go for it. Oh, girl. Well, we had just the sweetest email from two young boys named Will and Walker. These young men are awesome and they are actually making handmade rosaries. Their website is called Rings of the Lord. Oh. Is that not genius? That's great. Or rings, rings of the Lord. It's rings of the there, Lord. I know. There. Way to go, guys. And they're making just these sweet handmade rosaries. So I just want to encourage everybody to check out and support these young guys and what they're doing, making a gift of themselves to the church in this way. Uh, ringsofthelord.com. You can mm-hmm. check them out. Rings of the Lord. Michelle? 
My one thing this uh, week is, I talked about it a little in some of the episodes, but I just want to give a shout out because it happened in the summer, is the Given Forum. Mm. And it is an amazing initiative for young adult women that want to release something that the Lord is doing in them, and they give you mentors and support. And I absolutely loved the forum in Washington, D.C. in June, and they will have another one coming up this summer. But I will send the link that if you're a young adult woman, check this out. Do it. You know, mm-hmm. I Heather's just absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heather will be there. And then this Yay. upcoming summer, I love the girls that I get to mentor mm-hmm. with this. And it was so much fun with the lay mentors and the religious sisters together. I've never seen a combination of just laity and religious sisters and just the gift of spiritual motherhood together. Mm-hmm. And Rachel and the whole crew, Cynthia and the whole crew do such a great job. So I will post the link to Given Forum in our show notes. That's sister. Awesome. Well, that's very fitting because speaking of religious sisters, I just want to give a shout out to all of our religious sisters. Y'all are just such beautiful Aww. representations of the bride. I just want to say thank you as one sister to another, one mother to another. Thank you so much for your yes to your spouse, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's just such a gift. And I want to, in particular, I want to give a shout out to the Carmelite sisters in, Al- in Alhambra outside of Los Angeles. And they are so fun, so wonderful. So they've been working through Dr. Bob Schutz's Be Healed as a community. Could you imagine that? Over a hundred sisters for an entire year working through Bob's um, program, Be Healed. Wow. And then they invited uh, Kim and Father John and myself to give a healing retreat to their community. So we were there for five days over the summer and they're so lovely. I, I just, Mother Gloria Therese and her whole community. And I felt like I was in a movie. A lot of the times we went to their final mm. vows. We like roasted a pig. They had they had mariachi. Like it was just so wonderful. And they sang beautifully and they prayed beautifully and they're just such beautiful women. And I was personally edified by them. So I'll put their website. Um, you can check out the Carmelite sisters. They're an absolutely wonderful community. It was a true. Okay. One. Can we just talk about their habits for a minute? Mm, like their habits yeah. when they go to mass, like when I was at the given oh, yes, forum the and they would come yeah. to us, the they had the capes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, great fashion choice, ladies, great yeah. fashion choice. I mean, that's the reason why they do that. The, you know, but I was like, <laughs> they are just stunning. Like, yeah. you know, inside and out, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Alhambra Carmelite mm. sisters. Y'all are great. So that's awesome. Well, dear friends, it has been a joy to dive into the deep with you and to allow the Lord to come and continue to find you wherever you are, not where we're pretending to be, right? <laughs> but where we truly are. So until next week and our amazing surprise, and we can't wait to see you there. We will be abiding together. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, 
or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.